Maker Stories podcast, where we talk to inspirational craftswomen from black and ethnic minority backgrounds. I'm Dr. Karen Patel, a research fellow in the Birmingham Centre for Media and Cultural Research at Birmingham City University. For the past few years, I've been working with Crafts Council UK, researching diversity in craft in projects funded by the Arts and Humanities Research Council. We hope to raise awareness of some of the barriers and challenges facing women makers of colour as they try to establish a craft career. For more information and to listen to the other episodes in this series, visit the website craftexpertise.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at craftexpertiseresearch or one word. Welcome to the fourth episode of the series and I'm delighted to be joined by Pratima Kramer. Thanks for joining us Pratima. Thank you for inviting me Karen. So first could you tell us about yourself and your area of craft practice? I grew up in in India, so I was bombarded with lots of colours and textures and uh, all the things that you take for granted. I studied microbiology, so when I came to this country, I started work as a scientist, but art has never left me. And being in this country, I suddenly started to feel really homesick, all the colours and textures. And Art has always been my passion. So I started going to a lot of open classes while I was working, evening classes, starting with drawing and paintings. And finally, about four years ago, I arrived at a class working with clay. And then I sort of suddenly felt I have arrived. I really felt connected to clay, working with my hands and doing the things that I love. So that's the beginning of my craft practice. So you primarily work with clay? Yes. Yeah, I work with mainly terracotta because it lends itself to a lot of colour that has been inspirational to my work. So I work with terracotta and create mainly ethnically inspired work really and it can be architecture people animals birds anything you recently appeared on a bbc show called home is where the art is you appeared on episode eight of series two which is on iplayer at the moment if if anyone's interested in watching that for those who haven't watched it could you tell me what the show is about and what did you do on there so the show is about just bringing it out in the public to say it isn't always that difficult to commission art for your liking, um, for your memories that you want to cherish for life. And so the programme begins with inviting three artists to a home where owner has left just a brief to say what they want the art to celebrate and it often is a celebration Um, and no uh, sign or clues as to who they are. Um, There would be clues to show what their interests are and what they like and what they don't like. They will often say that on the brief as well. Three artists will go around without knowing who they're making this art for Once we have had a look at it, we go away, do a brainstorming about the idea, and then 
we present our ideas to the owner. And it's the first time we will meet the owner or the people who would like to commission it. And we put forward our idea. And then two will get selected and one will obviously eliminate it. And two selected one will then create an artwork or what they said they would do. And they will either choose just one but often has been the case that they end up choosing both because they can't walk away with just one. So that's that sounds really interesting. How was your how was your experience on there? How did you find it? Um, I found it very very interesting. Um, I found it really great fun to do in the terms of. I learned about how the filming gets done and filming. The timescale was massive. You know, we filmed in the house for nearly whole day from 10 to about 5. And then all you see is about a few minutes of it. But they have to do that in order to sort of make it more interesting and uh, more precise about the, the, the particular house. I found it was initially a challenge in the sense that I have always worked in the way that I create my work and people will say, oh, I love it, and they buy it. I've never actually have done a commission as such, and particularly to a brief where they are wanting to celebrate something. So it was a challenge, but I was approached and I was very happy to, in the end, take part because it can't be bad. That was the attitude I took, thinking it's a challenge and I've got to take that challenge and I'm always up for a challenge. Definitely. How did the opportunity come about? Um, so um, I had seen the series one, but I never in a million year thought that I would apply because, as I said, you know, I don't normally do commission. And so I was approached by BBC saying, we love your work. So initially when I got the email as a you know, um, sceptical artist, I sort of thought, mm -hmm, what, what do they know about me? Is it just a blanket email that they're sending it out to everybody? So I phoned up the researcher who had sent me an email and lo and behold, he actually has seen my work and he has seen my work on a website of Great Northern a contemporary craft fair, which is where I was going to be exhibiting. So that made me feel much, much better, thinking somebody has actually looked at my work. And then after a few phone calls and discussions and phone interviews, I decided to join. So basically, they found me on Art Fair's website. Um, and uh, there I was, you know, being filmed. So how has your life been since... You, the show aired? It has been absolutely amazing, overwhelming to the extent that I could not believe that that many people would have seen this uh, programme because A, it was in the middle of the afternoon, uh, B, we were just coming out of the lockdown. So I thought lots of people who had been stuck um, in the house would not be in the house. But my phone, my email never stopped ringing halfway through the programme and I myself have still not seen the whole programme um, because I've been posting out my work and the whole experience of working with cameramen and everything was just, I would say, I would do it again. So that should say it all. 
I connected with so many people and somebody in California recently posted on my Facebook saying, I saw you on, you know, Home is Where the Art Is. And I'm not sure how she would have seen it. But regardless, she has seen me and she would like to buy my work. So uh, it's, it's been really, really positive experience. That's great. The positive impact that it's had on your career. Yes, definitely. Have you managed all of the additional interest and the extra work you've got out of it? <laughs> uh, I keep going back to my emails thinking now, who have I got to answer or who have I got to create the work for? So I, more or less, you know, I'm, I'm working through everybody's requests. So I had a lot of posting to do, which I have just about finished. Um, and uh, one of the thing about me is that I don't want to rush my work regardless of the need or the demand. So each work is done to my satisfaction first. Am I happy to let this one now go or even say it's finished? So I have been busy and I have just started working again um, or, or with clay. I have been working in the terms of posting the work out um, and connecting with people. And some people have said, could you do this, this and this? And I have sort of gone back with some provisional sketch to show what I think it would look like. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's been really positive. And I have, regardless of the demand, I'm going to keep my integrity of making the most beautiful work that I can create. So that's 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 where I am, really. Stepping back a bit, when did you realise that you wanted to make a career out of art and craft, these, these, this thing that you love, and how did you start to go about it? It wasn't that I wanted to make career. Career has come as a secondary to my need, my urge to create. So um, ever since I started staying at home to look after my son and my daughter, um, I kept going back to university to learn uh, different things, different things at different time, anything that would interest me. I have signed up for it. A couple of times I did try to do a degree in art, but didn't succeed. And I still have a wish to do um, something, but it may now be masters in, in art rather than BA. So I, I started going to college, learning on open courses, which could be six to eight weeks. And I will pick things up as it interested me and then finish that. But when I arrived in in ceramic department, I started working and creating, but I knew the glaze, the shining glaze wasn't my thing. So I was doing things that pleased me. And after six months of doing the class, um, we had a little exhibition at university, University of Hertfordshire. And there were very few people who came to see, but more or less quite a lot of them said, have I got a gallery? And I said, really? You think this, this, this could go in a gallery? Anyway, so the career in ceramic or craft has come 
as a pure accident. I had not seen it coming. And more I showed, more people liked. And now I am working full time and have got quite a lot of followers who would want to own my work and some collectors as well. That's great. So you so you were recognised, your, your expertise was recognised? Yes, by people, very much so. People have just fallen in love. It isn't the art that they buy because, you know, there is a curtain that goes with it or anything of that sort. Often people just can't walk away from my work and they have to, some, some, and not all of them are wealthy. Some will just walk away. It's a very small memento, but they want to own it. They want to look at it and they want to enjoy looking at it. So that's where I am with, with my work at the moment. You've also been involved with Crafts Council UK. Have you been involved in one of their programmes? Yes. So that, again, came as a slight accident in the terms of I met a previous hothouser who said, you should do it. They will help your business along and you will learn so many things. So I was one of the lucky 28 craft people who are going through the technique where they're taking us through a programme, training programme, and that includes, you know, how how you present yourself, how you photograph your, uh, your work, or, you know, what you put out and how you approach different areas where you exhibit. And everybody has different needs. So it has been the most wonderful thing that I, I say I have done because I've met with so many uh, like-minded people and we are all learning on this journey. Um, the only only drawback has been is that we meant to have met several times at a different location but due to the isolation and lockdown, we have remained um, in our homes and in front of screen, which was not we were looking forward to. But there we go. We made the best of the situation that we were in. Yeah, it's uh, a situation that we've all um, had to adapt to, haven't we? Yes, absolutely. You know, and we all kept saying, oh, you know, wish we could have been together and the programme is almost coming to an end. But we have all bonded and we will hopefully keep in touch for a long time to come. And there is a mentoring session as well, which is due to begin in September, which would help enormously as well, where somebody from inside the industry is taking us under their wing and saying, this is how you do it. Or, you know, I could say, I have this problem. How do I go about it? And hopefully they will have some answers. Yeah, so you're still managing to get the most out of it and get that that help that you need. Yes, I think we have all adapted really, really well. And a huge thank you to Craft Council in in the way that, you know, they have very, very quickly organise all these things and it wasn't the case of dropping us all but said no we'll do our best to carry you through this program and um, yeah so we managed to sort of go through it okay I would have liked to have done in person but that's the way it is. 
for my research, which uh, this podcast series is based on. I'm also working with Crafts Council UK and we're looking at racism and inequalities in craft. Yeah. So I was wondering if you had any specific experiences in craft that have affected you as a woman of colour in the sector? Um, I would say yes, but... You know, there are there are no evidence in the terms of, you know, I have tried to show in a wider places to wider audience. And it is the audience that, um, after all, we all trying to reach. And it, I, I can say that it hasn't been easy. Um, and yet I have had so many people liking my work Um so being being woman is 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 one of the things that it comes as a negative because we all have so many other responsibilities that you know you can't always concentrate. But I was fortunate enough that when I started, my children have grown up and my husband is very very supportive. Um, but there has been some drawbacks in the terms of um, I would like to show at certain fairs and I can't uh, get in. Um, I know, I, I sort of feel I have no, no. I, I can't say why because my work is unique. I'm not competing with anybody. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the reason, but I feel that it's there. I feel the vibe in the terms of why was I not accepted? Um, so, yeah, there, there we are. So you never get any feedback or reasons no. why? No, no, you never never get any feedback. You can't always say that was the reason because, you know, um, and I know I'm a very, very new to ceramic world. My work has not been seen by many, but that it can't be seen by many if I don't get get chance to show so it's a sort of you know two side of the of the same coin really so I have been doing things on my own way in the terms of having social media um, having website and showing at as many places as I can possibly do and that's all I can do I can't change the world but I can certainly adapt my practice to bring it forward yeah, so raising your own visibility online has been really important. That is true. And um, I have two websites and one seems to be going, um, catching much wider audience. So I've recently had uh, inquiries and successful selling to um, California and there is... Um, inquiry and commission from somebody in Australia. So... That's the way I think, you know, eventually um, it will spread for word of mouth, really. People are saying, oh, look, you know, this is what I've got. And uh, hopefully it will go a long way than just being able to get into certain fairs. Yeah, and hopefully you will gain more recognition by doing that. And it clearly seemed to have led to you appearing on TV as well. Oh yeah, that has done. Has been a massive positive. You know, I I went in uh, feeling a bit shy. I really felt um, it's my work that I want to put in front of the public, not my face. 
but often people people connect with face and it has been the most positive thing that I've done. And also um, being on a hothouse, I've learned so much that I would know how I would conduct myself next time. And it, 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 it all goes into the sort of knowledge bank. And I'm just looking forward to the next year and, and the year after in the terms of reaching out to lot many people um, and collectors and being able to spread, you know, I think mainly the joy and the happiness, really. Yeah. You seem quite comfortable with putting yourself out there online, putting your face out there online. Yes, I think, you know, I, I now having appeared uh, once in front of the camera and being viewed by I don't know how many millions um, or what was there a million, I don't know. Um, but I do feel happy. I do feel a little bit confident thinking it's not all that bad and people do like to connect with you. Um, I have the most amazing time when I'm in front of people and that's why I do fairs because you connect with people. It's not always about selling, it's about connecting with people and talking to them. And I have had so many people, you know, talking to me and, and, and not always buying then, but then they will say, oh, I saw you over there and I think I'm thinking of a present and can I have it? And I never expect anybody to buy anything. I always feel very, very humble when they say, I will have this. And it's 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 the most, you know, most privileged situation, really. And um, I had never expected this much. And when I started ceramics, I had no idea that I would be exhibiting and I would be selling my work. It was all purely for my benefit, being able to create and being able to see things in my own home. And now I've got work far and wide all over the place. That's great. What advice would you have for women of colour in craft who might have doubts about putting themselves on social media or putting themselves out there online, what what advice would you have for them? I would say, you know, um, there are people, there are people who will connect with you and you don't want the mass um, in numbers, but the the people who connect with you is, is, is what you need. And there are people who will embrace your 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 work, your face, your culture, and uh, just have a go. You know, you just never know who's looking at your work. And it doesn't have to be sort of, you know, anywhere prestigious. If you give a joy to somebody living somewhere in in a corner of UK or anywhere, it's, it's good enough for me. So I would say have a go. Um, there is, there shouldn't be any barriers, you know, and just keep trying. Now that you've had your big break on TV, your work is uh, in demand. What What are your future ambitions now? I have always seen myself, um, or at least I have dreamt of exhibiting at a very, very um, high quality, sort of internationally exhibitions. So my next step uh, for next year is to apply for Ceramic Art London. 
So I would like to apply for that. I don't know whether I have any chance, but hopefully, you know, um, there may be somebody who will say, give this person a chance, it's the good quality work, and hopefully I will get in. So that would be my next step to apply for CAL. And then um, I would aim to show at Collect. Um, and it's only just sort of, you know, giving it a really um, careful thought because it's a huge undertaking. But that ambition is there. I have applied to something called City Takeover. And it's I don't know whether it's going to go ahead or not, but that's Leicester next year. I have applied, I haven't heard, but I, I could see some of my figurative work in some sort of installation. So the figurative work I've got at the moment, they were all inspired by our trip to India and uh, we attended a few weddings and women dress up in the most exquisite outfit and I just love seeing that. I love the jewellery that they wear. I love the way they take care to match and, you know, adorn themselves that I thought I've got to do something. And I've kind of like have found a way of doing that in ceramics. And I'd love to see um, a group of these ladies put together somewhere so you know, who knows, next year, if COVID doesn't take over, I think artists will be taking over Leicester, hopefully. That's that's the immediate exhibition that I'm looking forward to. Fingers crossed that that can go ahead. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. So um, what do you think should be done to support makers of colour in craft? What do you think craft organisations uh, policy organisations can do? I think there should be some recognition of uh, people who do come from uh, from ethnic background. So often we have, I feel, slightly underprivileged in the terms of the situation. And it could be a social situations where we haven't been able to devote enough time because of the responsibility or whatnot. So we not may not have started at the age of 20 or whenever, but I, I feel there should be... Part of me thinks, you know, you can only give space to a craft person if the craft is of quality. And I still stick by that. Even, you know, if somebody said, your work is not good enough for... Are fair, I would accept that. Uh, but then it has to be compared with lots of other people who they have taken on. And there should be some allocation for um, people of different colours. Often I go to fairs and I don't see a single brown face, you know. Um, and I think it's a shame because we do have a lot to offer. We do have... Quite a lot of us have a different cultural background. We have spent our impressional years somewhere else other than, um, you know, in, in England. We have a lot to offer and the world will be that much richer if we incorporate lots of different 
diverse group. Um, there are glimpses of seeing some, you know, um, some diverse, you know, art and craft, but still there's a lot to be done, I would say. Yeah, very well said. Completely agree with that. Just to finish off, do you have any role models or people who particularly inspire you in craft? Yes, I, I, I sort of look at, you know, um, because I'm inspired by colour, I'm inspired by pattern, I'm inspired by originality in the terms of somebody has taken, you know, something and they've, they've gone and done something completely different. Um, I look at Lubna Chowdhury's work and I think she's done really well um, um, in the terms of, you know, what she creates and how she has managed to uh, be accepted by quite a lot of, you know, um, uh, places and, and creating installations and work is well known. I also like uh, Charlotte Hodge, whose work I've seen uh, or have been following, I would say, for a long, long time, even before I was doing anything. And she concentrates on female figure, but she in incorporates lots of patterns and colours and things with meaning that you have to look deep in there and, and see so, yeah, these are a few of the many that I, I look at the work. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, Pratima, for taking the time to speak to us and, and good luck with, with everything in the future. Where can people find out more about you and your work? I have a website, pratimacramer.co.uk, and I'm also on another website called Artist Archive. I have... Um, Instagram uh, profile and Facebook and uh, one of the uh, unique thing about me is there's only one Pratima Kramer in, in universe it seems at the moment because I have married to an English guy and so unusual very unusual name so if you type in my name uh, hopefully my profile will come up I'm also on Craft Council's website um, I have some galleries, not many, some galleries um, uh, throughout UK, but mainly at the moment they're lacking my work because um, I haven't got much out there because my output is very, very little. Um, so these are the places you can look out for. Just type in my name and I should my links should come up. I'll add them to the podcast description as well. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pratima. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for inviting me and enjoyed talking to you. You too, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Maker Stories podcast brought to you by Birmingham City University and Crafts Council UK. This project is funded by the Arts and Humanities Research Council's Innovation Fellowship Scheme. For more information about this project and for the other episodes in this series, visit craftexpertise.com.